This is Radio Free Galaxy. It's time to go. This is the Space Age, and we are here to go. Welcome to Radio Free Galaxy. I'm Travis Lee. I'm Teen Komar. I'm Trisha Peterson. I'm Adam. Hey, Adam. How <laughs> you doing, buddy? Hey, Adam. <laughs> Hi, Adam. Hey, buddy. Yeah, and this is episode 61 of Radio Free Galaxy. We're just going to get right into it. We've got a packed show this evening. We've got a very special interview to bring you, uh, actually, in the first segment after the introduction here. We've got Scotty Damned from Creepy Little Things and several other projects, including Atrocity Addiction. And uh, he's got another project he's working on that he will talk about in the interview. Super stoked to have him on the show. Very cool interview. And after that, we will get into a review of the new Suicide Squad movie, Suicide Squad the Redo, as we've been calling it. That's. I think that's what everybody's calling it, right? Absolutely. Okay. So find out if Travis will like a DC movie or not. Shut the fuck because up. Because I never have. Well, no, no, really? that's you not never, true. Really? Not never, never have. It's, it's not never. It's just that. Um, it's hard. It's hard. It's tough, man. It's tough. Aside from a Batman movie, let me put it that way. Aside from a Batman movie, it has been very hard for me to like anything about the DC universe but we'll find out if and, this and, is different and honestly dude you you keep giving them all these chances bro you are such a patient person that way dude and i just can't dude Adam, you, can't. no you should you should have given this one a chance Adam, you guys can, you guys can keep saying it and you keep keep doing it i'm going to do it not at all I'm i know now he's gonna, now he's, gonna, this. Now he's yeah. not gonna watch it that's why i'm not pressing the issue trisha because i know the more i press okay. him to watch it right. he will not watch it so okay. i'm just gonna leave it alone and then one day he's gonna text me and be like okay I'm fucking watching the Suicide Squad. Or I'll be like, all right, bro, I watched you were right. Yeah. And that'll be the end of it. One or the other. Sorry, uh, you guys, Trisha, I know you just uh, got back from a live concert. You want to tell us who you saw? Uh, Yeah, I saw a lot of bands. It was actually really interesting. So uh, the show was uh, the Stupid Rad merchandise, like a uh, five-year anniversary. It was at X-Ray Arcade. Uh, there were five bands. Uh, I got to meet some friends that I'm only friends with on Facebook in real life. So Tall Doug started out uh, with an acoustic set, uh, and Amuse played. Amuse uh, has not played since March 7th, I believe, of 2020. I've played a show with them. 
Uh, they kept talking shit about themselves, but they sounded fucking great. And uh, then Dead Rest was there out of Illinois from Parts Unknown. We're there from Parts Unknown. I know where they're from, though. You had to be there. Um, and I bought one of their hoodies because I'm a sucker for a fucking hoodie. Yeah. And they were really good. Uh, and then, of course, the DUIs played. And one of our former guests, uh, Juan Avilos, was uh, playing guitar with uh, the DUIs. So that was super fun, too. So, Dude, uh, Juan needs out. to start paying us for all the fucking free... <laughs> like the Juan promo. Dude. We're like the Juan promo podcast. Straight up. He <laughs> seems to get mentioned Juan. in every fucking episode of this fucking show. Not, well, dude, he, he he also wears our hat in... Uh, he is a red Like, dude. he is a really cool he guy. He supports everybody in Wait, that's doing he, creative things in the city, and you know what? I have no problem fucking so mentioning Juan's him every wear, episode. Juan's wearing a hodang hat? Yeah, he, no, yep. well, yeah, he does a lot. Yeah. He does often. Yeah. He's, That's fucking cool. He's, he's been seen <laughs> wearing the Radio Free Galaxy hoodad. Yeah. Even at times when he doesn't know that we're going to be there. And that's fucking dope. He has one of the only three copies of that hat ever made. Me... Christine and Juan Avalos has that, and I wasn't even yes. selling. I wasn't even gonna sell one. He well, just like, found. I want it. He's yeah, like, I he want it. he was like, I want that hat. How do I buy one? I was like, dude, I happen to have an extra one. If you really want it, you can have it for cost, man. And he came here and picked the motherfucker up and paid me for it. Awesome, dude. Anyway. Yeah, and we and we've and we've seen him like I think we saw him at like shows or. Yeah events or whatever and yep. he wears it and yep. he represents so and any merchandise that he buys throughout the city that is relative to milwaukee that is supporting local businesses he fucking is a fantastic yeah. supporter absolutely so like i mean today though it was a stupid rad merchandise like a uh, five-year anniversary so i believe he was wearing i'm gonna say i'm gonna i'm gonna say he was wearing a stupid rad hat and then he had a shirt that said uh, quattro uno quattro on it was a sleeveless tank top, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, because he's representing four Milwaukee, and four. whether yeah. it's in, yeah. yeah, yeah, so yeah, he's all in, dude, he's all in. So mm. it was a really, it was a really good show. It was a day show, it was an all ages show. There were like little ass kids there and shit, oh, wow. it was super That's fun. Cool. <laughs> yeah, you know, that was, was probably one of the fun. best parts about high school is all those all ages shows we all used to go yeah. to all the time. Absolutely, dude. There were tons of all ages shows for us to go to back in the fucking 90s, man. Tons of fucking venues would it was it was great. Anyway, I'm not gonna sit and be nostalgic about it. That show sounds really cool. Sorry I couldn't be there. I really wanted to, but I've still got a little bit of a cold hanging on and I didn't wanna be that fucking prick that walks in there and gets everybody sick. So right on, man. didn't do it. Yep. So you know, there's dick. there's a fucking lambda variant out there, so you know. Fuck. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so we're going to do uh, the interview with Scotty Damned, and then we got the Suicide Squad, then we have um, a catch-up on the Bad Batch, because we missed the last few episodes, so we're going to talk about episode 13, 14, and 15, getting ready for the season finale next week, which should be fucking fire, can't wait for that, and then we will be at the end of our journey with the Wayward Sons. And Luna's going hard on that squeak toy. No, I love squeaky. it. I don't love don't it. mute don't oh mute God. for one I, second. I love don't, it. I love it. I love hearing it. I'm trying to like be serious and all I hear is the squeaky squeaky in the background. It's fucking perfect. I love it. Yeah, and so we will get to season fifteen 
of Supernatural. <laughs> it's finally <laughs> over, guys. It's finally over. It's We're finally done. over. Did we like the end or not? That's going to be the big question. Did we love the end of the show? Did we hate the end of the show? Because it definitely is polarizing, so we'll talk about it. And, uh, yeah, that's going to be the episode, episode 61. So, without further ado... Oh, I just want to mention also um, the YouTube <laughs> channel, the Radio Free Galaxy YouTube channel. I've been digitizing those videos on there for the last week. We've had some really good views on that. We're over uh, um, over 500 views in the first week of me Fuck putting yeah. those uh, videos up. I'm really stoked about that. I'm going to keep putting more up in the next week. And I will be getting up some videos of Christine. Uh, I think I'm just going to title the playlist Christine Does Things or Christine Doing Things or Christine Playing <laughs> With Things. I don't know what it's going to be, but... Well, you shouldn't do Christine. Okay. Yeah. I'll get a lot of money for that. <laughs> you, know how many porn, you, you know how many porn searches are going to turn off with Christine hey. Playing With hey, Things? Hey, like, hits, hits hey, and plays or plays. Get, I know. If it gets, if it gets, if it gets, if it gets the traffic, it gets if it the gets traffic. Us, yeah, whatever. if it gets us some views, you know, and they're disappointed. If we get some rotten comments like, I came here for this and you're only doing this. I came for the box that rocks. This isn't what I came for. I came for lewds <laughs> and all I got was PlayStation fucking playthroughs. Fuck. Just well, play with dinosaur figures. So, Bullshit. Anyway, check out our uh, channel on YouTube, just look for Radio Free Galaxy. Right now, you'll just see a whole bunch of uh, Saturday morning cartoon commercials, and it's kind of fun, and check that out. But we will have much more content from all four of us there in the future. So stay tuned for that, and stay tuned for Scotty Damned right after the break. This episode of Radio Free Galaxy is brought to you by Eddie Vedder's Cheddarwurst. Eddie Vedder's Cheddarwurst are the only brand of cheese-filled sausage that will keep you even flowing all day long. Find them in your local supermarket today. Eddie Vedder's Cheddarwurst. Mmm. Welcome back to the show. I'm joined by Trisha, and Trisha, we have a special guest this week, uh, someone that you introduced me to, and I've become a fan of his music over the last couple weeks. You just become a fan of everything I introduced to, but... Well, not not not, everything. Not not, not absolutely everything, I guess, but anyways, (laughs) uh, today we're joined by Scotty Damned. Um, I know him because we just started a project together, uh, Atrocity Addiction. Uh, it's a metal project, and he he is he is the primary songwriter um, for all the music so far. But he is also uh, he also has this fun project that I really enjoy um, yeah, called Creepy too. Little Creepy Little Things. Um, so welcome, Scotty. Good to see it. Good to hear from you again. <laughs> How are you guys doing tonight? It's a dark and stormy night here in Milwaukee, <laughs> it's and so night. yeah, exactly. It's you, when yeah. when you connected, there was a thunder crack just as you connected, and I was like, "How appropriate!" He came in on the lightning. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's that kind of energy that usually surrounds me. Excellent. Nice, nice. Uh, so let's uh, just like kick this off here. Like I know uh, you got some, you got some new music. Uh, you're working on a, a another album, a full length album for Creepy Little Things. So, um, so 
tell us a little bit about what has been released so far, what you're planning on release, like how many songs um, you're working towards. Sure. Uh, the album is actually the debut album for Creepy Little Things. I've released uh, a number of singles, both unrelated and related to the album before this, uh, including two music videos as well for two of the songs off the album. I mean, there's 14 songs on the album, so I'm not as concerned about releasing a few of those singles uh, ahead of time right now. Okay. Um, and the version, and those are the single versions. Uh, the ones on the album will be a little bit different as well. So, uh, 14 songs. Uh, the album is called Fallen Angel. Ooh, and it's I like it. Written all about personal experiences uh, through all sorts of things in my life. How would you describe the sound of creepy little things? I mean, I, I've got you know some descriptors that I could use, but yeah, me too. Yeah, let's 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 see what you, where, where you're at. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, to do a little comparison uh to a movie favorite of mine uh bruce lee uh it's kind of like for me it's the sound of no sound because mm -hmm. it's this idea that i never wanted to be locked into a certain genre yeah so i mean it obviously has a certain flavor it's uh you know i put all my uh heart and soul into everything i do with it mm -hmm. so that passion hopefully comes out uh, you know, and there's dark subject matter and emotions and things like that. There's some more lighthearted stuff in there, too. But yeah. uh, it really came down to I'm a big fan of music and pretty much all music. And for my own personal music, I never wanted to be to say, OK, I have to express myself in just that way. Yeah. So in all my music, I usually draw from a lot of different influences at once, and it comes out and hopefully sounds pretty cohesive. It's not like <laughs> it's not like all of a sudden I'll be in a metal beat and it'll switch to ska or something like that. Well, yeah, I mean, there, there's there's obviously yeah, it's gonna be like you're probably kind of floating in and out of um, genres that tie well together like you're not gonna you're not gonna probably be doing you know country western right. you know you know tied to <laughs> you know something that sounds like marilyn manson or something you know what i mean it's right. just gonna there's well, actually I mean, yeah i could do it i could do that as an individual song I right mean, there, there's nothing wrong with that but yeah i probably wouldn't go like in a heavy heavy thing and all of a sudden cut to like a, a country western thing or something yeah, yeah. but individually yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm or, a or put a little cash. flavor or put a little flavor of it in there because there's actually a, one of your songs. I believe it's that mind game song. Mm -hmm. um, it gives me a Portishead vibe. Yes. Which I was like not expecting. <laughs> yeah, I, I love Portishead's uh, music in general. And I wanted to for that song specifically and who it was about uh kind of express myself in that way yeah nice. so uh yeah I'm, I'm i nailed really it happy with the one that came out <laughs> <laughs> i got one i yeah. got one <laughs> yeah i mean when when trisha um you know told me about the project that you were working on because when i was first introduced to you it was you know through what you the project you're working on with her with uh, atrocity addiction, right. and when she told me about this other project you're working on, creepy little thing, she said, "It's you know industrial. It sounds industrial. Just to generalize, you it know, it has it. That's the overall overall tone. 
over overall if you if you were just going to and i i would say it's but it's more if you, if you were going to generalize that for somebody that hasn't heard it i would say it's more industrial but like late 80s early 90s um more like early ministry would you say Mar- um scotty sorry <laughs> uh something like that uh i'd say it has elements of yeah. industrial at some times because i like expressing myself that way so whether yeah. it's early uh nine inch nails and maybe early medicine mm-hmm. type stuff and things like that yeah uh but really as a whole i mean everybody the feedback i get everybody hears what they're familiar with yeah so right. they hear what they want to hear out of it i've been described sometimes as uh by one person as uh, goth grunge yeah so you know that and that's always interesting i had other people tell me you know oh it's it reminds me of type o or 69 mm-hmm. or stuff like that and it's like yeah i mean i i like those people but uh and i enjoy the music but i wouldn't exactly call them major major influences on me that anything i'm right. writing is coming from them right. uh, i'm certainly into what i would consider old school goth and yeah. uh what I call death rock or what it was called back then. Yeah. Uh, bands like Lords of the New Church. Okay. And uh, bands uh, of that area, uh, era that were really coming out of the, uh, the punk and synth pop music and yeah. started uh, mixing that together in goth and had a more of a, a rock tone to goth music. Absolutely. So, uh, I'd say they're an influence. Uh, singers, I mean, definitely it's somebody like Peter Murphy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always enjoyed, um, you know, but there's lots of other people. I mean, if you're going to talk metal, uh, you know, there's a lot of singers that have influenced me there as well. Whether, yeah. uh, you know, it's uh, Dio or Ozzy and things like that for old school metal mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, a little more modern metal. Uh, you know, it could be uh, any of the new metal bands. Uh, even something like Slipknot mm-hmm. or going back, which is like which, Pantera. you know, I feel that I feel that like in in the stuff that that we're kind of doing is like mm-hmm. obviously it's a it's a very different feel and like you can feel like a a number of different like metal rock kind of thrashy punk influences that just kind of yeah. like that kind of just like weave through that. So I mean, I can really I can I can just from playing with you, I can really in listening to this album and you know, getting to getting getting to know you a little better. Um I'm I'm uh I'm feeling that like you you really have a, a very strong grasp of of multiple musical styles and and they definitely come through in yeah. in what you're playing and it's it's just kind well, of amazing because you sometimes people are just like so like this is what we're playing this is it mm-hmm. you know it's or it's got to sound like this and it's like you know i just i just like that you're very uh free-flowing with mm-hmm. ideas and not afraid to go outside of the box and you know yeah use a variety i of things. mean you know just because i'm doing a metal song doesn't mean i can't draw inspiration from like a motown song let's say mm-hmm. or something else uh you know even a prince song or anything uh, or a hip-hop song that has a beat that would actually fit well for the transition so i I mean that's how i think i don't that's why i said i don't care where something comes from uh and i never wanted to be limited in genres like that because i genres are great for descriptive marketing tag but when it comes to creativity i don't believe in genres yeah right absolutely yeah so uh so you have uh, 
in addition to this, you have some uh, in in the thing that we got, and you have some other projects going on, I believe, correct? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm also uh, involved with uh, the band uh, Lockjaw with Metabon. Uh, right on. Was able Good to homie that. of mine, too. <laughs> yeah, I was able to join that in the spring. Uh, you know, I'm happy he extended the offer. And uh, I think we work really good creatively together. Uh, you know, I've admired his work for a while. And uh, we actually had become decent friends over the pandemic uh, and started uh, collaborating during that time remotely. Nice. Uh, you know, we each have our own little home studios set up and everything, and uh, that it grew from there. And we're uh, going to be putting, we released two EPs this year and yep. then are looking to put the uh, full band together to support that uh, later this year and start hitting, hopefully, you know, larger shows next year. Right on, man. And I, I will say that uh, one of the things that I first heard, like, and I, I, I got to hear, you know, before it was, like, officially released, you know, I felt so special. Um, but uh, I, you guys did uh, that cover of Just What I Needed from right. the Cars. And I have to say, it, like, you know, you're, you, you're spot on with that guitar work on there and in uh, the backing vocals, um, oh, thank I believe. You. You, you did you did a lot of good work on that one and and I yeah. kind of think you know you pushed you pushed Metavon you know Metavon's been doing this for a long time and I'm not saying you know like it, it's better or worse or whatever but I'm saying you kind of you kind of move move things around a little bit you know like Lockjaw's kind of got this those EPs kind of got a little bit of a different vibe and that might also be you know some of you know what we all experienced last year um, might have changed the tone in general for him, but I think I, c I can feel some of your your influence um, on there as well. So I think I think it, it sounds everything sounds really good right now. So well, thank that, you. That yeah, yeah. Um, I mean he he's mentioned that as well in regards to me, but make no mistake, I mean he does the bulk of the music on there, and then I'll mm -hmm. uh, you know go and contribute where he wants me to or. Uh, weigh in on things that you know maybe should be tweaked here and there, uh, right. you know, and different ideas and all that. So I mean, you had the flavor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but he's also grown a lot uh, too during this time, and especially right. as far as knowing what he wants from himself and his music uh, and the direction, and it's really matured a lot too from what you know what I've heard with uh, some of the older material too. And I love yeah, all absolutely. the old material as well. But yeah, he's you know coming more and more into where he wants to go musically and i think it's been getting yeah. a lot of good uh reviews yeah i've seen i've seen a lot of positive feedback for all the new lockjaw stuff and and um yeah i feel i, I yeah i feel like yeah there's like some some growth and uh it's it's just like it's finally kind of like coming to its own a little bit it's been yeah. it feels like it's been a minute since um it kind of like you know he was maybe doing a lot of things he had a lot of past set patterns that he was used to doing and whatever and he kind of you know kind of broke the mold a little bit his own mold and just kind of said you know what i'm just gonna do something else i mean it's the same but it's it's just different i like it though it's really good yeah i mean we're actually uh working on another single right now i can't really mention the name of it or anything because i don't know if he wants it out there yet but mm -hmm. okay. it's also an older 80s uh song 
that we're remaking, and it's uh, turned out, uh, I think, even better than just what I needed, or it is turning out that way. Right now, I mean, the mode that we're in, it's kind of like how uh, Sisters of Mercy were Mm -hmm. in their uh, heyday of the late 90s, where at that point, at that moment in time, it was just two people who were working well together. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, we're obviously want to expand back to the full band again so uh so we can uh, actually play all this great music out and do you have do you guys have like for do you ever do you actually do you ever want to do a full band thing with creepy little things or is that just that's a a, that's that's a given thing yeah uh as soon as i have this album out which i'm looking to have out uh in in september i'm uh you know the mixing uh, uh, is almost done uh i'm going to be sent it out to uh get mastered uh, by somebody I picked that's uh, really cool um, in the field for that. And then as soon as that's back, I'm going to put it out. Uh, I've been building up all the uh, the marketing engines and apparatus uh, around that, so that's all ready to go. Nice. And uh, at that point, then, yeah, I'm going to start putting uh, a band together for that uh, and then play out. I mean, won't play out until next year for that, to support that, obviously, but yeah. I mean, assuming that we're still playing shows. I mean, I don't think we're ever shutting down again. But like, you know, whatever. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so, I like. I try not to put things out in the universe because I got shows booked, man. I'm going. I'm going. I don't care if you're open. I'm playing in the parking lot by myself. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Scotty, would you mind telling us a little bit about, aside from your music career, I know that you're involved in alternative modeling. Uh, would you mind talking about that and how you got started in doing that? Sure, sure. I mean, I did some uh, minor stuff back in high school, and then mm-hmm. probably around uh, 2017, I, I thought, you know, I might as well... Uh, give it a shot again i was seeing somebody at the time Mm -hmm. that uh, had done some really cool modeling herself and it kind of inspired me to you know go into it again and uh, i just wound up uh, i did it for a bit and then got uh took a break again to 2018 uh, Mm -hmm. summer 2018 and then went full on and been doing it ever since i i enjoy it i like uh the creativeness of it, the yeah. uh, challenge, and I've met a lot of cool people in that too. There's always a crossover between that and uh, all forms of art, whether it's music, uh, you know, music photography, Absolutely. video production, yeah. uh, you know, just uh, across the board. So it's, it's been a great experience. But yeah, I like I see alternative model. I mean, that's a term used for people that aren't doing like typical, like you know, what you would think your fashion type modeling and things like that. Catalog right. type modeling, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like, yeah, it's not I like, like that doing at all. interesting, yeah, I like doing interesting locations and uh, subject matter and things like that, so it's, it's, it's and a lot Yeah, of I noticed, like, uh, they, there's, you know, different themes based on the settings and that sort of stuff, and uh, you, you, you do a great job. It, I, I know, like, just from taking band pictures that one time with a, a professional yeah. photographer, I was like, I was like, oh, this is not that easy. I was, yeah. I mean, it's, I, it's enjoyable. It's, it's, it's pretty enjoyable. So I can see, like, you kind of feel. What do I do with bit, my yeah. hands? <laughs> no, I mean, I, yeah. I think I, I, I actually did okay. Like, I yeah. actually didn't have an issue with the hands. There was just, I don't yeah. know, was well, body positioning it, and. When you think about it, when you perform on stage, you are modeling. Right. Uh, you are right. out there presenting yourself for 
the cameras right. and the cameras happen to be people's eyes. Right. So, uh, you know, it, it helps a lot with that uh, in general. And yeah, you get when you start to look, start to see the, you know, the pictures that come out and you start to see, all right, this is how I thought I was posing, but mm -hmm. it looks really different. And, like, and you start yeah. to see things like that. It actually helps you uh, from a performance performance perspective as well. Um, so that's why I've always enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the events that I, uh, a lot of the modeling stuff that I do is through uh, a real cool person, uh, Evie McNeil. Uh, she runs uh, Unplugged Entertainment and uh, Racine and puts on a lot of these events and always finds the cool locations. We did, uh, you know, the, the old prison in Joliet where they filmed uh, you know, the opening of the Blues Brothers. Oh, cool. Uh, years ago, and uh, done the uh, Sheboygan uh, Falls uh, Insane Asylum, uh, you know, and a lot of other cool yeah, and interesting locations cool. and, and themes. So, yeah. uh, and props such as snakes. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's a great uh, Nicholas, uh, I think it's Nicholas D'Andro, and there's another gentleman involved. They, come up to some of those events and supply the snakes and uh it's it's really cool uh to be able to work with those yeah and, and i i know that uh just i just got one thing here before <laughs> i forget is uh yeah i know there was were you featured in some sort of magazine or some sort of printed display of some sort I yeah believe. i've been in a in a number of uh publications and, th and that's a cool thing when that happens i mean that's something you yeah. hope for when you get into the the modeling scene is to get published mm -hmm. uh i mean it, it it's not like it's it's all of a sudden you know you have a windfall of accolades or something like that it's a personal triumph yeah uh, right. is really what it's about so uh, yeah, I've been in uh, Sanctuary Magazine uh, a bunch of times, which is a really cool uh, goth magazine. And there's been, uh, they actually have uh, three different magazines under that publishing company, too. I was in another one, too, the, the fetish one, uh, uh, Gothica and Fetish. And then uh, I've been in a couple other mags as well. And, uh, yeah, it's always cool when you, s when you see that happen. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, when when you see that stuff in the print, it's uh, and order a copy for yourself. It's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I I like the fact that you know, not a lot of bands today work on that overall image. You know what I mean? Not just the music. Like the music's always, of course, going to be the most important part, but it's all about crafting that image. That's why when I saw Marilyn Manson for the first time it was ninety four or ninety five. You know, I was just struck by, like, the overall image that they were presenting. It wasn't just the music. Yes, the music was awesome, but it was this whole image that they were putting forth that I really dug. And I was like, you get you get absorbed in that whole thing, you know. And then the whole Antichrist Superstar Tour, like, I probably saw them, like, I don't know, 15 times during that tour because I was, well, seriously, because I was just so obsessed with this overall show and, and, and the, the whole theatrics of it that they were putting on, you know, and when I see somebody that's, you know, working on not just the music, but, you know, doing the modeling and having an overall vision, that excites me to see that, you know, well, and thank I, you. yeah, I mean, I, it's, yeah, it comes, it comes from knowing who you are. Mm -hmm. uh, and having a sense of that too it, yeah. it can't be a gimmick right. you have to have a sense of how you portray and present 
yourself to yeah. people in general and how you received right. by those people as well. Uh, not that you know you should be pandering and, and like, oh, they didn't like that, so I'm going to change that. No, it's, it's more about have a sense of, uh, you know, it's like I said before, when you're modeling and you see a posture that you didn't realize actually came off differently. It's right. the same thing. You know, understand how you're coming off to people. Mm-hmm. And if it's what you're going for, great. If it's not, uh, you know, maybe see what what's going on on your end. But You know, that's, that's interesting that you bring that up because I know, like, when we started, when the punk band I'm in started, I remember that I, I actually, like, was really annoyed by how little movement it seemed like there was from any of us in a video yeah and i realized you know like and i did take some theater in high school or whatever or was and i was around a bunch of theater kids all the time but i realized (laughs) i realized that it's like you're on stage you have to make the motions bigger like you have to do things bigger even and i would say that even like when we were taking pictures everything it's like you know you you make your your eyes open up those eyes and do it like it feels like weird at first if you're not used to doing it but it's like it's like now i like i mean i'm constantly like you know free-flowing like moving around and i realize like i gotta make big motions and it's not as but it's weird at first when you feel like oh okay or like when you gotta like tighten up your arms a certain way or when you you know open your eyes or like you know turn your head up more than you think you need to turn it up or present yourself but it's for everything i mean it goes for being on stage it goes probably for the modeling thing it's just just anything it's like it's really hard to get that larger than life kind of impression you know without it feeling unnatural yeah yeah it, it goes back to that to that presentation uh aspect really and how what it, you know you have to have some sorts of exaggerations to become mm-hmm. engaging are you engaging to people because yeah. they're not going to pay attention to you if you're not right uh, your music has to be engaged and you have to be engaged and to go back to your manson uh, you know we talk about manson if he stood there like an you know like, like let's say half of the local uh, metal bands that are yeah. out there they go they look like they just hopped off the the, uh, uh, the bar yeah and got on stage yeah uh, they're given the same dour grimace look and yeah. uh, you know facial expression and, and yeah. that's it yeah. if he stood there like that yeah would he have been as engaging no no yeah, absolutely he, he paid attention. He wouldn't have caught my attention the first time that I saw him when I was going to see, you know, Nine Inch Nails and I just happened to show up for the opening act and I was was like, yeah, I was like, I don't know who this chick is, but I'm going to go see Marilyn Manson. (laughs) You know what I mean? And then he just blew my mind on stage, you know, absolutely just freaking blew my mind aside from the music. Absolutely. That right there that day made me a fan. Yeah, and that's what, you know that's what it comes down to. It's not you know not everybody has to be going a specific theatrical direction. You know you don't have to wear masks like Slipknot. No. Uh, you don't have to do the whole large engaged show like Manson does. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know persona. Uh, you know other things like that. It's about knowing who you are uh, cohesively with your music and physically in front of you in the space around you and yes. how you how people receive you look at you so that you can engage with them better yeah uh, right that's and you have to pay to. attention to that too you have to yeah. be you have to be aware 
of all those things in that moment. Like, I mean, you don't want to keep doing something that is a, absolutely yeah. uh, a turnoff right. to people. Off-putting, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. Yeah, I mean, even guys that dress down, like I was just talking about, yeah, the guys dress, you know, people, a lot of the people dress like they just hopped off the bar. Yeah. Uh, you know, some people that did that back in the 90s, like Pantera, okay? Yeah. But they yeah. didn't have those issues because their per individual personas came out on stage. That exactly. energy that they had as individuals yeah. was there to do that. So it really didn't matter. They didn't need theatrics or th things like that. So uh, if theatrics had been a part of their persona, that would have come out. You know, right. that's, that's right. No, there's nothing wrong one way or the other. It's how you express yourself. Yeah. Uh, right. to the fullest and get yourself across to the people you want to reach because if you're just pointing out music just for yourself and just do it for yourself and don't care about reaching to people if you want to actually reach people uh, and get it out there and have people enjoying and connecting with your music then you have to learn and put time and effort into understanding how to connect with them absolutely right. absolutely wow yeah, absolutely. So that's a message to all you bands out there, and especially you young kids, man. Present yourself. <laughs> you are a performer. You are a performer. Perform. And if you want your fans and your listeners to dance and be engaged, you have to do the same thing. <laughs> you, yeah. you know? You have to do yeah. the same thing if you expect that from your fans. And if you want to actually have fans and not just casual listeners, you have right to on. be engaging. Absolutely. Right. So uh, 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 one one last thing before we go. When do you expect to have your album completely finished and released? Uh, hopefully estimate? by the beginning of October is what I'm looking at. I'm looking to have nice. it mastered uh, in September. It may be still be out in September, uh, which is what I initially planned. Uh, but and then do um, a Halloween release. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's okay. There was yeah something else that, uh, that got a almost Halloween release. Uh, oh. I don't care to repeat that. So yeah, uh, mm. yeah, okay. another another thing I was previously. Oh about. oh oh. But yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah it's uh, you know it's it's cool. I mean I'm in, I'm definitely enjoying this album. It's uh, you know got besides what you've heard already. You know there's elements of uh, harder rock and metal and. Uh, grunge and hip hop and some pop and uh, you know just just across the board. So, it, but it's a, it's a cohesive vision that I hope everybody will enjoy when they hear it. Well, nice. I definitely can't wait. And where would you like to direct people to hear what you have out so far? Uh, I'm on all the major platforms right now. So mm -hmm. uh, whether it's Spotify, uh, Apple Music. Like Google Facebook, Play, you YouTube, Google yeah, Play, YouTube. Uh, you know, like I said, I've got a couple of videos up on YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, even Bandcamp, I'm on there. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. Are you doing a physical release? Uh, yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, I'm planning on doing the, the full thing too. I'm gonna push the radio stations and other stuff as well. So uh, nice. I'm gonna try, you know, and reach everything that's in the modern industry since. Uh, so much has changed even over the last five years, let alone the last 10, 15, or more. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us, Scotty. I really appreciated uh, discovering your music. I can't wait to hear more from you. It's honestly right up my alley. You know, uh, it, you know, you were right, Trisha. God damn it mm -hmm. again. You were freaking right. Every, every time she says, oh, you're going to like this one, I'm like, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
But you were so definitely awesome. right. I, I, I dig uh, Scotty's music a lot. And I also can't wait to hear more from Atrocity Addiction as well. So, and Lockjaw. Yeah, and Lockjaw. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, love it. Can't wait to hear more from you. And thank you for being on the show. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, guys. Absolutely. So stay tuned and we'll be back with more reviews and more Radio Free Galaxy right after this. This episode of Radio Free Galaxy is brought to you by Mr. T's Knuckle Shoes. They're the only brass knuckle shoes on the market for when pitying a fool ain't quite enough. Mr. T's Knuckle Shoes. Get some. Alright, we're back on the show. We lost Adam for this segment, but that's alright. Actually, we didn't lose Adam. He'll be joining us later. Uh, and Sorry, we're Cuter. recording everything out of the order. And I'm just like, I don't know what I'm doing right now. Uh, no, Adam will be back for the uh, Bad Batch review and Supernatural later on. And of course, thank you again to Scotty Dam from Creepy Little Things. Uh, but we're talking about the Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad redo. Um, before we get into this one, I, I know I just have to talk about how disappointed I was with the last Suicide Squad movie. I don't know. I, I want to watch good movies. Okay, I am overly critical of movies because I love movies so much. You know, so I tend to be a lo- lot more critical where other people aren't because. There's a lot of tropes in movies that I see coming, you know what I mean? When, when somebody has a, or when a movie has a predictable script, it's annoying to me because I've seen this movie 500 times before. Uh, you know, bad acting can take me out of a movie, bad directing, there's so many other things. Um, but I was excited for the last Suicide Squad movie, and uh, the, I remember the trailers for fucking were so good. They were so good. I was, like, so pumped to go see it. I remember uh, me and you, Christine, we went to go see that movie. Uh, the day it came out at, like... Yeah. At fucking, like, 7 o'clock in the morning or some, like, ridiculous time in the morning because we were, like, so pumped to go see it in theaters. Like, we woke up ridiculously early to go see it at the first showing. And, uh, man, that movie sucked. Dude, I think that was the first movie... <laughs> You walked out of, you didn't say anything to me the entire like time we walked out, the entire time we were in the car, and then when you got home, you finally just started ranting about how much of a piece of shit that movie was. Dude, it was so trivial and just base and poorly written and just like, God, the tropes and the predictability and just like... There's so much bad stuff about it, and then tying everything else into with DC, and just like, dude, I couldn't fucking handle it. It was everything that was bad about superhero movies. All just, like, balled into one. And, like, uh, superhero movies that are trying to be, like, Deadpool or, like, R-rated and edgy. It was just the fucking worst. Just, just... Being gratuitous and edgy just to be gratuitous and edgy. Not to serve the story, not to serve the characters, and it wasn't fucking funny. It wasn't funny like it advertised to be. It just, it it was, it made me very, very angry. I I don't even remember most of it that I could point out or anything. I just want to put it there, that. And also, 
my distaste for the DC universe in general, the film universe, is well known, dude. I, I just don't <laughs> like it. I don't like it. But you know what? I'm willing to give movies a chance. And the reason I'm willing to give this movie a chance above any other is because of the director, James Gunn. James Gunn doesn't make bad movies. Matter of fact, he makes movies that I love a lot. And when I hear a director who is definitely an auteur, meaning that when a director is an auteur, that means you can tell it's a movie made by that person just by watching the movie. And, you know, you, you can tell a Hitchcock movie by watching a Hitchcock movie. You know, you'd say, this feels like an, a Hitchcock movie by watching it. Francis okay. Ford Coppola, you know, there's uh, Steven Spielberg movies from the 80s. They all feel the same. You know, like, it's John not John Carpenter, like, they have a feeling. Those are auteurs. And I really feel, it doesn't mean that you're hugely prolific or anything like that. There's people that have made a whole lot of movies that you can't tell it's them that made the fucking movie. But a James Gunn movie, you definitely can tell a James Gunn movie. And this definitely is a James Gunn movie. And it definitely fucking kicks ass. I love this movie. We're not going to even get into very many spoilers in this review. I don't think it's necessary. I don't think it's necessary at all. It's a cool story. Um, there are spoilers, I, I guess, as to like who dies and who doesn't. But, I mean, it is the Suicide Squad. And if done properly... You, there's going to be a lot of people that are main characters that are going to die. Yes. It's what they do. And they say that during the, this movie. It's kind <laughs> of our thing. <laughs> well, what I like about this, like, is that they kind of pick up, like, where they've been doing the Suicide Squad thing for a while. Yes. So you just kind of jump into the next mission, more or less, and it works. It absolutely it works. works. I was blown away because, like, like Travis, like I was already kind of like, well, this is James Gunn. I have good feelings. It could be good. But I'm like, man, it could also be really, really bad. Mm. You have a shark man running around. Dude, and he is, like, the best shark yes! ever. Dude, nom nom. Dude, I've never seen a shark man on a, a thing, but that's that was the perfect character. <laughs> and voiced by Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Yes. Like I'm just like, like perfect. dude, so oh. perfect, dude. He's so funny. They don't but they don't really? overdo it. Yeah, it's I, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So cool. Because I, I saw I saw Sylvester to. Stallone yeah, in the yeah. opening credits. He's in the opening credits like above the line. And I'm like, who the fuck is he in this movie? And I'm like, well, he has to be a CG character. And then you find out, well, sure enough, he's fucking King Shark, dude. And I'm like, dude, fucking fucking nailed it you can't even tell that it's really him i suppose if i go back and watch it again you can like probably pick up his no, voice it says it says that it's ron funches it's ron funches really yeah. I, see i thought i thought that too i thought that too trisha because i know ron funches he's a comedian really funny dude oh um, wait 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 no 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 so like one thing says oh so oh so the guy in the suit so there, it was live action. Oh, I thought it was like CGI. Yeah. So the guy in the suit is Ron Funches. All right. But the voice is Sylvester Stallone, right? Yeah, it's voiced by Sylvester Stallone. So yeah. like, so okay, so Ron Funches is like doing the. See, that's 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 oh, weird. Interesting. That's, that's weird to me because fucking Ron Funches is actually a really funny comedian, and he does do voice work too. I yeah. can't think. I can't think off the top of my head what he's actually 
did he play did he play King Shark in the Harley Quinn animated series? Can uh, you look let, that up? Let me look it up. For just some to for some reason that's like coming into my head that he thought he was the plant. Ah, you know what? He I think was, he was Frank the plant. the plant. He was Frank the plant. I I no, 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 no. I think that's wrong. I think that was actually right, somebody else. So let me just check real yeah. quick. But I think he was in that series, like and that series weird. is also excellent. And King Shark is really funny in that series, too, but totally different. Oh, no, than you're right. He is King Shark in the Harley Quinn right. uh, 2019. Okay, so then that's really appropriate that he got to play him in in the live action Suicide Squad because he actually plays the voice oh. in the Harley Quinn animated series. Wow, that yeah. is really cool. So he plays the character, but Sylvester Stallone does the voice. So yeah. that's like, huh. perfect. Well, yeah, perfect. That's that, that, he's one of my uh, so so I, I just I just gotta like I mean none of this is like any sort of spoilers, but mm. there's like a couple of things like a couple of standout moments to myself was like. Kind of like what sucked me in was like the beginning of the movie where they're like, uh, they were like kind of like in that room and they were talking like they're getting the second Suicide Squad together. Right. Oh, spoiler. Yeah. Um, but you know like where they got uh, what's her name? What's uh, uh the rat catcher? Uh, so they got her there. So the so one she's like, what is that? And then she's like, that's an overhead projector. Well, why is it here? and then and they're like or do you use it and they're like no then why is it here and then she's like well i don't know like and then and then uh and then shark man is in the back and he raises his hand and he's like yes shark or what is this manow manow or king shark shark. well they say they say his name and he's like raise his hand and he's like he looks like he's like hand he's so fucking funny he's, he's so... so dumb he's so dumb they made him just like he's a shark man yeah. and he's fucking dumb he's uh, just there to like oh fucking nom nom on people yeah. even even though like he might try to nom nom on the people that he's working with or like whatever like it was like weird because it was like you would think like a character like that would be like really annoying yeah and it was like it was just so perfect. I, I it was, was gonna... so per- I'm also partial to like shark things. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, of course, like, oh, they put a sh- they put a shark guy in this movie, and I'm like, I mean, and, like there's a scene with the fish, yeah. and he's like, dumb friends, dumb friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, like, just like oh, it's so man. good, but James Gunn is the only one who can make a team of riffraff misfits and put a shark man in there. Who like who is not only like loving and endurable, but also funny because like Amanda Wall is like yes, yes that is your hand. Like she's so annoyed yeah, with yeah, how stupid like, everyone yes. is in this group, yeah. but she's got to deal with them. Yeah, and she is the worst in this oh movie. Oh my god, she's, her dude, she plays that character so good, and Amanda Waller is just the fucking worst man. What a shit character. Yeah, but at least like the group but, of people. I mean, a great character, but no, just she's, like... Yeah, oh, terrible, man. but like even the group of people around, I was like, are you really gonna kill yeah, this kid? I, like... Yeah, they're we won't get into the spoiler stuff, on that, but, but yeah. I gotta, I gotta say too, like typically, um, the character like, the pro- I like have a, a hard time with the whole Harley Quinn yes. thing in yeah. general. Yeah. And uh, I thought that there was some great one-liners. Uh, there was the whole... Uh, I'm walking back, back and, and forth. forth right now. <laughs> I'm walking back and forth right now. Oh, Mill, 
Hamilton. Well, like they're like they're no, but they're formally formulating a plan. And she's like walking back and forth, and then she says it out loud. I am walking back and forth right now, and that's it. That's all she and says. And everyone ignores her. Yeah. It's it's so, and then the, and then the whole thing where like they're like on this whole side mission to go save her, yeah. and they save her, but she already saved herself, which yeah. is one of the redeeming qualities of her. And mm. she's like, but she's so like. She's, She's like, like, oh, like, you guys were coming to save me. Save I'll go me. back in there if I'll you go want. Back in if you want. You know, it's like, and everybody's um, like, dude, no. and and yeah. and I want to highlight, um, dude. It, of course, we're talking about how funny it was, how much we liked the characters, but not only that, the writing is so good. Where yeah. I mean, it endears you. There are a ton of characters in this fucking movie. There's a ton of characters. And there's a ton of really famous actors in this yes. movie. You put those two things together, and people, yes. it can go south real quick. Fast. Dude, yep. you ask someone like Sylvester Stallone to just John be. John Cena and like. Dude, John Cena. Fuck it. It just goes oh. on and on how many famous. Dude, Idris Elba. Oh my God. Oh, he is fucking so kills good it. as Bloodsport. He fucking kills it in this movie. He's funny he's touching he he makes the action believable i mean just him his interactions with john cena oh and, my god and yes. this movie's so good it made me like john cena as an actor yes I, I, yeah I have right never, i've never seen john cena in anything in any you've movie. never seen it wait you well, can't see him you can't see uh, yeah, him you've exactly. never seen I, him. I, I didn't want to see him before <laughs> I saw this movie because I'm so sick of the stupid ass movies that he makes and even when he isn't a good good movie he ruins it for me because he's always super clunky and and it never really translates <laughs> right to me but he fucking had great writing he had great actors to act around and he fucking nailed it. I have to give him credit, dude. He and I gotta say funny. that I never want to see him dance again. Or I mean, I mean that oh, dance God. scene was like whatever. But dude, it was just like oh, him running man. around in the movie for like half the movie with those little shorts on and his socks pulled yes. up was and and the little polo shirt was fucking killing me, dude. And, and then he put the little helmet on and fucking oh, had God. the big gun. And I was like, dude, this is so silly and ridiculous. I love it, dude. What him and Idris Elba are running with just like khakis and stuff, but they have like some of their armor on. <laughs> Yeah. And like the scene that you like with Harley coming out, and they're kind of like going up the wall in like the half armor, half like normal yeah. clothes, and they're just staring at her like, <laughs> I don't know what to do right now. But like they made it like they made the in, like the friction between those two characters, oh. uh, Peacemaker yeah. and uh, Bloodsport, because yeah. they're like um, they're both uh, hired guns, like sort of. They both do the same thing. Yeah, and Idris Elba was really shitty about that. It's like, oh, so you have another guy just like, he's like, no, I'm better than you. I have smaller bullets. I do it bullets. better. I have smaller bullets. I can shoot through your bullets. It's just like, dude, yeah. like... It was... I just gotta say that the unspoken, like, one of the short-term characters <laughs> that's in the beginning of the movie, and I think yeah. you guys know where I'm gonna go with this. Yeah. Dude, that fucking weasel character. <laughs> dude, it's like, fucking creepy. Motherfucker. But, where they're like, <gasps> nobody... Tried to figure out if he could swim. <laughs> Dude, I was calling. I was calling yeah, it while yeah. we were watching it. I was calling it while we were watching it. I was like, but it was as soon funny as they how jumped they out, did it. I know, absolutely, it was super like, fucking funny. Swim. Like yeah. nobody's got life jackets yeah. on. Like they just, he just jumps in and then, like dude tries to save him. He's like, like, and anybody checked to see like weasel can't swim and they're like, oh my god. Oh my god, the side eye with that Amanda Waller was giving in the office when she heard that. Yeah. Just like no one thought to check mm. if a motherfucker could swim. But also, swim, yeah. 
We need to talk about one of my favorite characters through this entire thing. I think Travis knows who this is. Oh. Oh, uh, it is Sebastian the Rat. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. I Come love on. that. Like, he's like, he's waving to Idris Elba, and uh, Idris Elba has, like, a fear of rats. But like, it, like he'll like try offering a leaf. He's like, oh, he's a good friend and all. Like here, you know, have a leaf. And he's like, ew, I don't want it. But like, like uh, what am I supposed to do with a fucking leaf? <laughs> oh my god, that was such a great lie. <laughs> <laughs> let's oh not. Let's also not forget Polka Dot Man. Oh my god, that guy was fucking weird. David dude. Actually, actually, I am normally like I fucking hate CGI so fucking much. Yeah. But when it was like, it was like there was something about like he disclosed that the only time that he can really fucking use his powers is when he fucking hates his mother or envisions oh that it's his mother. God, and then yes. they do that. And then in like the, the fucking monster, I'm not going to say what the monster is, but the monster like turns into his fucking mom and there's a whole like dude and he sees his mom like destroying oh, the building. Yeah. I like, I like lost it, dude. I dude, lost it. Yes. Seeing yes. Some fucking mom like fucking smashing well, shit. Like, oh, oh that, mom smash. <laughs> it's like the third time they did that because like all he sees is his mom. Like he sees uh like the entire suicide squad of his mom and they're all dressed in the outfits of the characters. Yeah. And then uh one time the my one part that I laughed so hard was they like all get drunk because they're like waiting for um this one yeah. dude to catch or whatever in later in the movie and he's guy. yeah and like he's like dancing and stuff and all these women and men around him turn into his mom in different outfits and his mom has like this blue beard of like one dude yeah. and like all this stuff like I just died I'm like so much. oh There's it was so, much so in this. good see that's the thing though is like there is so much in this like if you didn't like this like there's something you're gonna like in this movie. That's what I I was like. I that's why I was like blown away. I mean, there was a lot of things that I really enjoyed about. Like it caught me off guard. Like I enjoyed this movie right from the time that Weasel fucking drowned. I was like, yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> and then when yeah, I was like, what? I was like, what the yeah. fuck, dude? And they were all like panicking because like yeah. nobody bothered to find. I'm like, where is this fucking going? Yeah. Like where oh. is this? Where is this shit going? And I was like, it, it like. I, I, d movies don't hold my attention very well. But and this that's guy, why, like, right I, I texted you guys. I was like, I texted you guys. I was like, dude, this movie's really good. Yeah. Are you going to watch it? Like, it's really fucking good. Yeah. And I was like, I was shocked. Yeah. I like, cause I actually am more of a fan. Like, of like, I can tolerate the DC stuff more despite my Wonder Woman mm -hmm. interview. Right. Uh, review or yeah. whatever. Wonder Woman 84 review. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. You should check that out because it's kind of funny. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It's a bonus episode. Yeah. Uh but still like this is like this is like it was just like I don't give a shit if it's DC or Marvel exactly. or whatever. Yes. It's a good yes. movie. It's actually a good, it's a good fucking movie. Doesn't whether matter. you whether you like superhero movies or not, whether you like any of these actors or not, if you exactly. go into it with an open unbiased mind, which I tried really hard to do, if you yes. go into it with that and just want to see a good movie, fuck what it's about. Fuck what it's called. It's just a good movie. It's a good, yes. funny movie. It's got good... It's also got good drama in it. Yeah. It's got good fucking character development in it. It's good, got good comedy. It's got good lines. It's just like... It keeps you engaged the entire time. There's so like, many... Like, there's something about it that you're gonna... You're gonna find... You yes. Know, there's a character that you're gonna identify with. Yep. Or not even identify with, but there's... It's... You're just gonna, like... You're gonna 
the action like is good. A part of it. The yes, action is everything. good. The, the fighting, the choreography is good. I mean, and the CGI didn't. You know, the thing that actually bothers me the most about these types of movies is that is yep. the CGI. Yep. And this was like it didn't feel. It was good. like granted it was, there was like used there well. was a dramatic. There's all this traumatic CGI, obviously, yep. at the end, just like every fucking movie. Yep. But, like, I didn't feel fucking overwhelmed by it. Like, normally, I get so overwhelmed by CGI where I'm like, fuck nope. this. I can't. Nope. I can't. I can't do nope. it. It was there It was there to serve the story, not to be the highlight of that scene. That's yeah. where a lot of these fucking movies will go wrong, is they want to, like a Transformers movie, will want to wow you with the CGI and show you a cool scene of two Transformers fighting. And, mm-hmm. and it's just like you get lost in the big gobbledygook of like machinery on the screen. And then just nothing is impressive anymore. After you've what seen was- it for the first time, it just goes away. But the CGI in this, like even the big spectacular scenes, you know, with the adversary that they're fighting. Dude, it, it, it serves the story, though. And it's so believable. And even if you see something that doesn't exactly look realistic, you forgive it because they're telling you a really good story. Well, the other thing though is that they move away from it. Yeah. They have they move away from it mm-hmm. a lot. What was the movie that we did a review of where I was like I was so fucking mad about it because I was just like, Oh, I can't get past like it was like the first half was okay. Oh, uh Spider Wait. What? Uh, <laughs> like dark the uh, widow, uh, a black, black widow. Oh, the black widow. Yeah, dark weeks, spider. That was a couple no, weeks ago. I know, but <laughs> see, no, dude, I can barely remember fucking yesterday. Yeah, this yeah. is the problem I have I with movies. It's but uh, but like that, there's there's been a couple of movies where, like that where it's like the first half is like mm-hmm. I'm engaged, mm-hmm. and then it becomes this fucking conglomerate of fucking CGI yeah. like madness yeah. where you're just like. Would am I even watching the same fucking movie? And that's like, yep. this was well done. It was well placed. Yep. Like I could fucking tolerate it. Yep. I'm just, I'm just, I just have a hard time with, um, the the just when it becomes all CGI. Yeah, so like absolutely. they were like they were kind of like blending the CGI right. with non CGI. Like it was, re- it was like, it didn't feel like you're like okay, well obviously that's fake, but there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. In between, a a lot of comic book fans like like me or Christine will forgive those things, even though we know they're bad, just because we know that has to happen at some point in a movie like this. Like if you're, but this is a good blend. This is like such a good blend. Such a good blend. It's it's such a good blend. I I loved it so much. I mean, I liked Black Widow, but this is such a better movie, and it's it. Well, on, so, on so many levels, you can't even really compare them because they're not the same kind of movie. No. So I, I can't really compare them. I'm because, just I'm just comparing the like yeah. the use of CGI where it's like you don't have to like fucking dominate. Like I think it's like better to like throw the the like like throw the non CGI stuff in yeah. there more. Yeah. Where it's like I think a lot of times I think maybe people just like don't have the capability of like. Uh, going from like you know the ultra fake to yeah. the fucking realistic, yeah. uh, and so this was just kind of like uh, just like they just blended the CGI with the the realism, yeah. like super good. Like and but normally it's just like here's all the realism, here's all the CGI. Yeah. 
that's how like movies seem to go and it's just like i have a hard time with that i i just like i absolutely no it fucks me up dude it fucks me up because i'm not like a movie connoisseur like you guys so like Mm -hmm. when i watch like you know i watch a movie that's like a drama or something that has no cgi like i can follow all the way through Mm -hmm. but like you put like you make the first half of the movie super intriguing and then you just make it all fucking cgi like yeah, I it was can't. a disappointment. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I, I absolutely get it. And this yeah. was just like this, like for somebody that it just like is not a, a fucking avid like yeah. movie connoisseur. Like yeah. I feel like everybody would like this movie if they feel the same way yep. as like somebody like myself, where they're just like, "Fuck this shit, dude!" Like this I agree. Is, but if, it's well done. If you're listening and you're not a fan of superhero movies and you're just tired of the genre, I say. Give this movie a chance, dude. Yes, just, absolutely. Just give it, give it fifteen minutes. If it, after fifteen minutes you don't dig it, you're not in, dude. Okay, no. okay, fine. Then you know. Well, I, I guess like one of the biggest things is like I'm not the biggest DC fan out there. Like I mean, like I like Batman and all that, but honestly, most of it just lets me down. It's too serious. The people that follow it are way I don't know what they're on. But it's like this movie, I didn't feel like there was like any DC like coming down and like pressing upon me like you got to have this and here you got to have that. And there's like, no, James Gunn told a story. He gave you a feeling. All the music he used in it was like on point. And like, oh, yeah, that too. The soundtrack was excellent. He like, but the thing is like he gives you the feeling of a movie and it doesn't matter if you're Marvel or DC, you can sit down, watch this and not feel like, oh, you won't understand because you don't have 20 years worth of DC under your belt. No, he just told a story like, I don't know half these characters, but they were entertaining and like you got to feel for them. Cause like I fell for like Radcatcher too. She when was she was a would, great character. Yes. I fucking love dude, that character. The, I dude. love her too. The way they told like the backstory about her father, who like, can I spoil that? No, don't do okay, that. Okay, uh, but like, uh, like I, I won't do that. I mean, but like, it's, just, it's, it's a pretty it's big, a it's, it's a pretty big cameo. If you know, it, let's just say it's a pretty big cameo who her father well, is. What, so. what I'm getting at is yeah. like the like when they wanted you to feel for someone, yeah. you fell for it. It didn't feel like it was just like, oh, we're just like in the last uh, Suicide Squad. It made squad. sense. It made yes. sense. Everything made sense. It all fit. It all like. But that's the only thing, like, that you got to know about it. It's just, like, everything, like, fit well. The CGI fit well. Like, the backstories fit well. Like, the characters fit well. Like, even the weird, like, the way it started off where you're like, how the fuck is this going to work out? Oh, yeah, it's going to work out because it's not going to exist anymore. Yeah. But it's, it's just, it's just everything had a fucking very solid place. Yeah. Yes. This. Movie. And um, also one more thing, near the end, there is some amazing camera work that mm-hmm. like you'll see it as soon as you like get it. But it has like it's mm-hmm. between like Idris Elba and uh, uh, John Cena. Dude, it, I'm just mm-hmm. saying there's some like beautiful, beautiful it's a shots well-made and you will it's look a and be like, dude, movie. what am I watching? This is way All too good. And also you should squad. watch you should watch the movie till after the credits. If you haven't, you should. There is a post-credit scene. There is just a post-credit scene. Yep. Yes, absolutely. Watch that. You will. Mm. It'll be worth your while. And definitely just watch the movie. Give, it's a give good it. Movie. Give it fucking fifteen minutes. Even if you hate DC. Even if you hate superhero movies. Give it a chance. I hope we didn't spoil enough for you. But like, I'm I'm a fucking. I don't just like this movie. I'm a fan of this movie, dude. I'm yes, a fan of this dude. Movie. It's I, good. 
I'm the kind of fan of this movie where like I want to own shirts with King Shark on them. Yeah. I want yes! to I want to Sebastian. own the soundtrack on like album or cassette or whatever they put it on. I want the soundtrack. I want to own this on fucking Blu-ray. I want to own this or just enjoy it any other way I can because I fucking love this movie. And honestly, I hope they don't make another one. I hope they just leave Leave this here. You, just leave you it could, here, man. You could, you could make a second one, but if it just was left here and we never get another story with it, I, you know what? That's fine with me, man. It, you know, it's totally fine with me. I feel me. like they could, but they it's could. gotta they, be... They could. They 100% could, but... But it's gotta be, like, the same people writing and directing. Yeah. It has like, to be. You're right, they Trisha. They can't... Yes, they can Nobody else like, could make this. Wait. No, because, like, this movie is totally rewatchable. I'm actually in the middle of rewatching it uh, for the second time. Like, once I'm done with this, I'm probably going to finish. Yeah, That's I, it? Well, for now. But the thing is, like, it, I I don't do that, especially with DC movies. Like, I mean, mm. especially, like, uh, Wonder Woman 84, oh, which you. I won't even get into how much Oh, I have you have you watched it? Yes. Okay, we'll talk about that offline. Yeah, we will talk about that at some <laughs> other point. I think Christine should do a separate review, and we should tag it on to my review. We should. We'll, we'll make a video of that in the Christine okay. Does Things yeah. series I do on stuff. YouTube. Okay. Christine okay. Does Things. Is that where we're going to go with? I guess that's or what we're going to Or can we come up with something better than that? Maybe we, we should do something better. Okay. We'll we're come creative up with people. We creative. can figure out something more we'll than something I do better. things. Before I load the first video in like a day or two, we'll come up with something better. But anyways, anyways we love we, Suicide Squad. We love Suicide Squad. The, su- uh, the Suicide the Squad. The Suicide Squad. Squad redo. Uh, I also uh, want to mention real quick that mm. I will be a co-host this week on High Anxiety Punk Radio with Joel Ziegler. Uh, it's on the Code Zero radio app. If you want to check it out, you should do yep. so. I will be. I'll send links over to our um, Facebook page, and mm-hmm. um, Christine can post it also on our Instagram or whatever. Yes. But um, that's that's another uh, doings a transpiring. Yes. So listen <laughs> to week. that. Definitely check that out, and stay tuned after this for the Bad Batch and more. Radio Free Galaxy. We'll be right back. This episode of Radio Free Galaxy is brought to you by the natural deodorant that Trisha recommended when she was drunk. Hey, you can even put it under your boobs. Uh, okay. Yes, that's right. It's the deodorant that Trisha recommended when she was drunk. Not only does it make you smell like a pine cone, but it also costs you $18. You can put it under your butt, too. Welcome back to the show, and we've got myself, Christine, and Adam, and we are talking some Star Wars Bad Batch. We've missed talking about the last few episodes, quite frankly, because uh, episode 13 wasn't a whole lot to talk about, 14 really started to get into it. And then finally, 15 this week was fucking awesome, and we're getting to the end of the we're getting to the end of the season, and so we're getting to you know back to our plot with you know Crosshair and the Empire and what's going on with that. We're done with the bottle episodes, fucking finally. You know, you guys like man, why does Star Wars have to do this? You know what I mean? Just like after after just getting spoiled with a. Nice, short, good-to-the-point series like Loki that we just watched, you know, like, I'm just like, 
even more frustrated with Star Wars and their series and just all their constant, constant fucking bottle episodes, dude. Even in the best series that they put out, there's still always a load of crap that you have to fucking wade through just because they feel like they just need to have quantity over quality. I don't know what it is. I I just don't know what it is. Like, if they just kept on one fucking story for this series... I, dude, I don't need all of these fucking episodes with fighting a bunch of bugs and shit like that. I know way more hardcore Star Wars fans than even us probably just relish in that shit. And they're like, ooh, those are the bugs that were in, you know, blah, 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 and that's the planet that was in. Blah, blah, blah. Look, I'm not actually fucking diminishing anybody's fanhood or anything. Fanhood is Fanhood, fandom. 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 I said fanhood. Whatever. Fanhood. Look, I'm an idiot. I know it. But also, you know, like, we just don't need that much Star the thing, Wars. The thing is, like, in a two-hour movie, this type of shit doesn't fly because you don't... You're throwing in a chase scene or a fucking action scene for no good reason. Does it move along the plot? Unless there's something later on in another season of The Bad Batch or... A different series, say, like, I don't know, we get a fucking Just Rex series, which fucking don't even do that to me, oh my god. Yeah. Um, there's no reason for it. Like, those stupid bugs in the fucking mind thing, like, big deal. You know, I give, I, I don't give a fuck. I'm, I'm with you. Like, it, it doesn't move the plot along. It, what were they, it, it's, it only answers the question, what were they doing between this thing and this thing? Or it's, or it's just another excuse to, like, hey... You remember the Pikes? You want to see the Pikes again? You know, like, Pikes are cool, right? There's yeah. definitely a checklist in uh, a lot of these, like, late episodes where it's like, hey, you remember this planet? Or, like, why? Like, some of the stuff that they try to put back as a memory, some of like, that wasn't really that good of a Star Wars memory in the first place. But it's like, well, what exactly is the Bad Batch? Are we just going to do a bunch of side missions or are we going to do something bigger? Like, they can't really seem to decide on where they're going with the plot on those. I just want it to be one thing or the other. So, like, if it is going to be episodic where we're just going to get, you know, a bunch of bottle episodes and a very light overall story, fine. Do that. But you've got this super heavy storyline going on, you know, with, like, the formation of the Empire and... Um, you know, the relationship between Crosshair and the Bad Batch and Omega and, and where she came from and her development, everything like that. And then you just throw this other garbage in there, which would be fine in another series if you were telling it differently. But you're not. You know, it's like, stay on target, stay on target. You know what I mean? Like, no, dude. I totally, I totally agree with you on that. <laughs> it's like, because, like, yeah, when they have, like, simple, you know, little adventure episodes, it's totally cool. But then when they have this other huge story going on, it's like, okay, I'm supposed to have, like, a checklist or, like, a book every time, like, I start a new episode because I don't yeah. know what I'm getting into and I might forget from the last episode because, oh, this is a whole lot to take in. And then the next episode... Oh, it was just a bottle episode. I don't even remember anything. Like it, it's just kind of like it's all over the place with no purpose. Like yes, there's we're no referring, purpose. We're, look, okay, so let's talk about episode thirteen. Just we're, we're already talking about it, really, but specifically that episode and like the three or four before that. I mean, we get little snippets 
of the overall storyline that we're going through, you know, and stuff like that. And, you know, Crosshair shows up here and there and whatever, whatever. And we get continuation with Sid. But it doesn't advance anything. It doesn't enrich the universe to me. Like, just showing the pikes. We, we know they're there. They're around. Okay, good. How about using them effectively for, like, a story arc or something instead of them having showing up in one episode and just ding-donging around, give us our spice, you won't give us our spice, we're bad dudes, you know, whatever. It, it, it kind of diminishes them instead of highlighting them, which, you know, it felt like they were trying to do. It's like, dude, you want to tell a story about the Pikes? Tell a story about the fucking Pikes. Well, dude, they seem like a very threatening mob-style, you know, species. Like, I'd like to see them have more than, like, 24 hours of fear in the Bad Batch at any time. Yeah, I don't know. So, episode 13, uh, there's Spice, Sid Loster, fucking cantina saloon parlor whatever the fuck you want to call it to a horn dude yeah or a devil dude yeah a devil dude a Deveronian. yeah what one of, the, one of those guys there was some stupid reptile involved whatever chasing it around i couldn't be bothered with remembering or caring about the name of it it was cute whatever uh so let's just get into episode 14 then <laughs> Episode 14 of the Bad Batch. Let me see. I have it's War Mantle. War Mantle. Sorry, I have it pulled up here. I just diminished it. Uh, the Bad Batch are con- contacted by Rex, who asks them to help clone Commander Commando Gregor, who is sending a distress signal from the planet Darrow. And at the source of the signal, they find an Imperial base where constri- conscripted troopers are being trained by clone commandos to replace the clone trooper army. Now that's relevant. That's fucking relevant. Yes. Storyline to the overall arc of the story that you're telling in this season, man. You know, like that's 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 kind of a side mission and it's advancing the plot all at the same time. We're finding out how the empire went from the clone troopers into the const- const- I can't fucking say that word right now. Conscripted fucking troopers. Uh, yeah, how the how the TKs came about. Yes, exactly how the TKs came about, and that is super interesting to me. That's cool. I want to see the resistance from you know the clone troopers. Uh, you know, even though most of them you know still have their active inhibitor chips. Inhibitor chips. Inhibitor chip. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, even though they still got that going, they still realize something is wrong with this whole situation. You know, and it's cool to see them overcoming that. And, um, yeah, good episode. And it ends with Hunter being captured uh, by Crosshair. By Crosshair. And taking it. Hunter took a fucking huge ass fall, like a fucking champ. He really did. He really did. Like. Yeah. Should have been a smear on the side of that fucking mountain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He took he took a big-ass fall. I don't know how he fucking survived that. He's a tough-ass son of a bitch. That's all. We're just going to explain that. <laughs> he looney-tuned yeah. out of that. <laughs> he looney-tuned, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is a cartoon. <laughs> he just uh, put his thumb in his mouth and blew on it and basically was flat from a pancake to a normal size human being. Himself. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He, at the last minute, he hit the air brakes. Like, Arr! Yeah, and then we keep cutting back in that episode to uh, Camino, where we're seeing uh, Lama Sue and Nala Se, 
trying to escape the planet, they clearly see what's coming with the Empire fucking phasing out all the clones and basically... It's a hostile takeover. Yeah. They're... uh, they got no more use for, you know, yeah. the whole planet in general and the, you know, they're going to go do their own thing. But we're going to go take your scientists. We are going to take your scientists. We're going to take the cloning research. We're going to continue that because it's important for those stupid sequels that we, we you know, those sequel movies that we made. Uh, so I'm, I'm sure that has a whole lot to do with, you know, that. And maybe it has something to do with, I, I don't know, uh mandalorian type stuff you're gonna explain later and you know you know uh grogu and whatever whatever you know you you gotta explain how the emperor was cloned later and Uh, shit like that and i mean whatever (laughs) you know so so you you can't destroy all the kaminoans you know you got to keep the scientists and everything like that so yeah that's important to your overall canon i get that but really the important story here is this, you know, relationship with... Cro- what I just keep wanting to get to is the resolution of the relationship between Crosshair and the Bad Batch. I want to fucking... Yeah. I want some resolution to that. I, You know, I, I feel like that was kind of the whole point of this whole first season. While they are, you know, doing it against the backdrop of the uh, emerging empire... That's really the important story that you want to tell here and that that's getting everyone invested. And finally, in episode 15, we're really getting into that. And man, episode 15, dude. Dude. <laughs> dude. Yeah. Yeah. Adam, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know I you know. just got done watching it, but dude. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And normally I've been like super religious about watching this stuff at like at on like Friday morning right before work like at 5 a.m. cuz yeah. I sleep like shit yeah. um and i tend to wake up super early and i don't know i just don't feel like going back to sleep yeah so but no i actually like kind of held off on this one until today kind of let it let it roll savored it a little bit the anticipation of it yeah uh actually to be honest i kind of more or less forgot but <laughs> it's okay <laughs> that's all right man i was like oh yeah man i gotta watch the star wars <laughs> fuck yeah i gotta watch the star wars yeah, and you and you got rewarded by a great episode. Fuck it, this, hey, dude, yes. well worth the wait. Man, if this had just been like an say eight episode series, and we had gotten to this sooner, man, I would not. I would not be upset about only getting eight episodes. Yeah, man. I I honestly could probably pick out eight episodes from this series that, while I probably did enjoy most of them. That I could have gotten rid of them to make it sleeker and a better story, more Mandalorian-ish, you know. And which even, though, even the Mandalorian had bad bottle episodes. Oh, they it, did. You know? They they absolutely did. They they had bottle episodes and they had some bad episodes here and there. But I mean, still sixteen. You know, it it lends itself when you have sixteen episodes or more than that. It lends itself to being more. You just have to be more. You can't keep up the tension, you know, for that long. You you almost have to make bottle episodes just to like relieve Mellow the pressure. Because like yeah, this episode like even though like I never really cared about Camino, seeing it being completely like you know like detained and then blown up at the end of the episode is like absolutely like kind of hit me, man. Yeah, it's 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 devastating. I've always liked Camino. Like yeah. that was my favorite part of. It, it's such a bad departure. It's such a great departure from like the rest of Star Wars. Yeah. 
I mean, like, yeah. It feels, it feels like, it almost feels like a whole another galaxy, but still appropriate for this galaxy. You know, like, because when you introduce cloning into Star Wars, and that was like a big complaint. That that you know, uh, I mean, I know, uh, I know that it was in an extended universe. There were lots of clones like ding donging around, but um, in canon, when you introduced you know like cloning into it, it's one of those things where like, oh fuck, you know, like now this can ruin a whole lot of things. You know what I mean? It can take the impact out of people dying and certain other things because you can always say, well, we can just clone that person or you know or you know whatever you know it's it's the loss of something isn't that big of a deal because something can always be cloned you know so like but the way they did it where they're really the keepers of this technology i'm sure there's other races that might there are actually yeah yeah, there's other races but like probably none as good as the kaminoans and none that have built an empire uh, production line, you know, are as efficient as the Kaminoans. Their entire, like, species, or at least the species we see in uh, Kaminoa, like, that's their bread and butter. That's Camino. their only, on uh, Kamino. Yeah, yeah that's and, their, their, and their exoplanet uh, economy is reliant on it. Yeah, they've got yeah. nothing else going on. Yeah, they're really <laughs> I mean, good at, yeah. I mean, what else would they do? Um, fishing? In- <laughs> yeah, right. It's a water world. Yeah. Exactly. I in in the water there is probably fucking gross and full of nasty chemicals anyway. So from all that clones being made, <laughs> all the uh, uh, clone afterbirth being <laughs> jumped the in clone, the water, the clone runoff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh gross! Gross. The man smell, man. How, how many? How many overgestated clone fetuses just? Like, Unceremoniously chubbing the waters. Talk oh, about pink we... slime, pink slime, like a motherfucker. Like, oh, yeah. we forgot about these ones. They stay in there too long. Yeah. Well, we and... did see actual fish um, when they were going through the tubes yeah. in uh, episode fifteen. So, and oh. it makes sense that there's underwater tubes on Cam- Camino. Like, of course there are. Like, are, are you know if you if you're a Caminoan, are you really gonna want to fucking travel? between those little like dude it's miserable out there yeah. like there's this like it's always like a tsunami or storm happening all the time so everything's always wet they look like they don't want to get their clothes dirty so they better have those tunnels going on i know they don't seem like very hardy people to have like survived no, on this planet for so long no you know clone I mean? chum on them i know they're such chill people mm-hmm. it's speaking like a fucking whisper it's like whatever but yeah so the crux of this episode really lies in when um, we finally get the Bad Batch together uh, and they're trying to rescue Hunter from Crosshair. And we find out that Crosshair says, he now he says, that he already got rid of his inhibitor chip. Inhibitor chip. Inhibitor chip. And that very well could be the case. Do you guys believe? Do you guys believe him? Yeah, actually, I kind of do. Uh, yeah. That's one of the things about most of the, most of the bad batch; they don't deceive each other. Yeah, like they're like even though um, both, I don't know, I guess uh, halves of the bad batch. Like even though Crosshair thinks that they've betrayed him, and they think that he's kind of like, you know, I don't know, Stockholm syndrome because of his uh, inhibitor chip. Inhibitor chip. Inhibitor chip. Uh, 
they they've never really been all that deceptive to each other. Like even though like yeah, it's like text like oh yeah, we'll come use this lift. He won't expect that. Of course he fucking expects that. He knows your fucking tactics. Right. It's like well, well Travis knows that I know that he knows that I'm gonna do this. <laughs> so I'm gonna do the other thing. Right. But Travis already knows I'm gonna do that. So I'm gonna do the original thing, which he'll already guess. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So I'm going to do something completely different, and I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to do anything, <laughs> which he probably assumes I probably will do anyway. Which, which Travis, knowing me, knows that I have fucking totally the path of least resistance. I'm totally. not doing shit. Fuck this. Totally. Travis um, told me, well, Adam's probably just sitting there in his room, pouting, doing nothing, thinking I already know that he's not going to do anything. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Crosshair doesn't seem like someone that would lie. Like, I mean, if he's like, yeah, I no. just... No, he's Is not it? deceptive. I mean, he's and it shows like he'll, it. yeah, like he'll he'll employ subterfuge. Mm-hmm. He'll like use camouflage. Yep. You know, he'll he'll he might mislead, but he's not gonna like flat out be like, "No, fuck you, dude! I totally didn't see those droids over there." Meanwhile, mm-hmm. two droids walk behind him. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's you know, you expect him to you expect him to be deceptive in, in a military military way, not in like a uh, asshole person kind of way, because clones don't. They don't have the life it's like you know. Right. Even the bad batch doesn't. Right. That's. Yeah, and I mean, you you can see in Crosshair where he's coming from in this episode, especially when you find out. Look, if he is telling the truth, which we I agree, Christine, he probably he probably is. Um, but I mean, you, you can't just assume, you know, like so. Maybe he thinks he deactivated or something and it's still there. Who, who knows? Uh, but, um, shit, what was I getting to? Um, and basically, <laughs> it was about uh, Crosshair lying about the inhibited chip. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, when, when, you, when you find out that, you know, like, he really still is on this being a good soldier and, like, the order of it all, you know what I mean? It's, it's a very dark side kind of mentality you know what i mean where like seeking order in the universe you know uh evil people don't usually think they're evil you know what i mean i'm not saying that crosshair is evil but he feels like he's doing the right thing yes or you know what i mean like well yeah like uh baron zemo baron zemo kind of knows he's the bad guy yeah doesn't think of himself as evil right he knows he he knows he's the antagonist Right. He isn't he isn't like the you know, he isn't like fucking I don't know, pick another pick an actual like evil character. Like even Thanos isn't evil. Yeah. He's a bad guy, but he ain't evil, you know. And I think that's kinda of, I think you're right. I think that's kind of where Crosshair's from. Because I I think he earnestly does believe of all the clones, yeah, they are fucking superior. Yeah. I don't know. I would disagree that Thanos is evil. I don't know. I don't think his intentions are evil, but dude, he's murdered half the people on multiple worlds. That's pr- I mean, I know he he thinks it's for a higher purpose, but dude, he that's did it pretty in the cruel. Books for Lady Death for <laughs> crying pretty, out loud. It's pretty cruel. I, I I know he thinks he has a higher purpose and that he's uh imbued with the burden of like godhood, you know, where you have to make those hard choices. You know, and and I can't really, as a mortal, understand things like that. You know, but like, dude, I, I, I'm I more think of like the cinematic universe. Thanos is not necessarily evil. Yeah, yeah, I feel versus you. like the actual comic book Thanos. No, evil as fuck. 
Yeah, riding around in that copter, just, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the yellow copter, Thanos copter. Yeah, absolutely. So, I don't know. I, I really like this episode. I, I like I like the juxtaposition, how they both feel like they've let each other down the Bad Batch and Crosshair. How he really feels like they abandoned the, the Bad Batch abandoned him. Because, yeah. like, he felt like he had no choice. But to stay with the Empire, especially now that we find out that his inhibitor chip wasn't active. So, like, he really felt like it was the best thing to do. And they just kind of fucking took off and abandoned him. And I can, like... I can get that. I can sympathize with that, man. I really can. I don't think think, it's right, but I can see his side. Thinking about it, I don't think his inhibitor chip actually did get removed. If it did, it was it was not when he thinks it was removed. Because mm-hmm. he did undergo some electroshock therapy. Well, right. They were fucking with him. They they absolutely fucking... I know he And says, you can see when he snapped, like, yeah. the good soldier follows orders. Like, dude, that's yeah. fucking inhibitor chip talk. That's not... If he got so, rid of it, it was just recently. And I think, like... Well, how he got rid of it might have been when he was in that explosion when that uh, Death Star turbine like blew half his face up and he like slammed into like uh, what was it his ship or something that was on another part of the a Star dead Destroyer, ship. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm yeah. thinking maybe that's when the inhibitor chip was destroyed Probably. because before then he was all orders. Because anyone yeah. uh, through Order sixty six, if you see any of those clones, yeah. there's uh, no negotiations. There's no question about it. They are going to kill you they if you're. They, they just follow orders. Right. Uh, Crosshair kind of, I mean, he followed orders and then all of a sudden, as soon as that happened, it seems like he started questioning things. Yeah. And he's had a total 180 turnaround. Yes. Where, you know, he's like giving them a chance and like all that. And then he kills those other troopers that he fucking trained himself. He spent all the time training all those fucking troopers. Why the fuck would he kill them, you know, that quick? With one shot. just That was dope. That was dope, (laughs) That was dope. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um... Oh shit! There's a good scene like that in Suicide Squad too, very similar. To we that. will get to that. Yeah. Well, we already did. Actually. Oh, that's why we did. <laughs> we Never did. mind. Future talk. Future. Future. Um, but yeah, <laughs> good episode. Um, at the end, you know, they end up carrying him off. Where do you think they're? What do you think they're gonna do with him? I think they're gonna time down. I. That'd be dumb to go back to the one planet that had the one thing to take out the inhibitor chip because I think that entire ship it got blown up. It was just a up. medical station, though. I mean, they could really find I, that anywhere. I think they're going to tie him up and try to reason with him, and yeah. I don't know, maybe they'll get through to him. I mean, that that would make sense because they care enough to take him off Camino before it was completely destroyed. Yeah. What do you think they're going to do, Adam? Uh, they're probably going to try to destock home syndrome his ass. I just, it's it's just a matter of when and where. I'm betting that uh, he's going to get Rex and yeah. uh, the fucking other dude involved. Yeah. That dude was kind of weird, man. Like Gregor? Yeah, yeah. Like, he's just like, I mean, the deviation in personalities for most clones, like, doesn't seem that big. Yeah. But he's, like, fucking almost off the rails weird. Yeah. Yeah. He absolutely is. Isn't he, isn't he, um, isn't he the, one of the three, um, uh, clone troopers that's, well, it's, it's Rex and two other clone troopers, um, later that are, uh, in the Clone Wars, not in the Clone Wars, um, fuck. 
Rebels. In Re- Rebels. Yes, in Rebels later on when they find him. Isn't it? Isn't it Gregor? He's the fucking crazy one, isn't he? Well, the That's one that doesn't Rex? talk anymore. He just kind of makes no, sense. No, he was goofy as hell. Like, he was goofy. He was, like, a little overweight. Isn't uh, that Gregor? I, 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 I could I could be totally like out of my mind or whatever. You could but... totally be right, but yeah, like him with Rex out in the middle of the desert on like the at at yeah. like Frankenstein thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think one of those. I think that might have been Gregor with Rex later on. I Actually, could be one totally of them could have been Rucker because one of them had like one of the faded eyes and a bunch of explosions. Uh, I don't think that was. I don't think. Oh, I don't know. I haven't much, seen that but... episode in a long time, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was a whole arc of episodes. Yeah. I remember when uh, that was a good episode. Yeah, that was good. But mm-hmm. I believe one of them was Gregor. I we could look it up real quick, but we can also. I'm get already to it trying to find it. Okay. Um. Yeah. So next week, I'll just stall until Adam finds the name of the three <laughs> clone troopers that were left over <laughs> at in Rebels when they go look for them and they're living on that well, planet. Uh, stuff and the, the who stuff and the thing and, and uh, then yeah, the what's it? And, yeah, uh, so easy. Whew, I'm getting hot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so next week, though, I, I can't wait for the resolution in this series. And hopefully we get a big, fat cliffhanger like we always do in these series. Uh, I don't, You know, I want resolution with the crosshair thing. I, yeah. I don't I don't want I don't want a cliffhanger with the crosshair thing. They've been building it up for this entire season. They need to finish that so we can carry on yeah. to something more because like that that can only go so far. I I either I I want a finality to it. That's what the story of this season is. Um whether they get him back in the fold or he goes off or I don't know, maybe they kill him. But there needs to be a resolution with that. I don't want more back and forth between Crosshair and the Bad Batch in the second season, unless it's his absolute adversaries. You know, like there's been a resolution. There's not going to be any agreement. Look, you're on your side. I'm on my side. Shit's done. But I don't think it's going to be that. I, it would. It wouldn't be very good storytelling. I don't think. So I think he needs to be a part of the Bad Batch, or he needs to die. That's. It has to be that simple. So, Adam, did you find anything out about that? Yeah, I'm still working on it. It's a super <laughs> simple task that has been requested by our fearless leader. Yeah, it's kind of ambiguous to search anyway. Like, what were the three clone troopers in Rebels? Like, I don't know. Uh, so, whatever. Uh, we'll wrap well, it up. I'm trying to find out what the number is, but they don't mention it. Oh, okay. Um... I, Christine, why don't you sing a song real quick? Uh, <laughs> was Gregor in um, Rebels? It's finding Star Wars song. <laughs> yes. Yes. Gregor, oh, Gregor is in the second season of Star Wars Rebels appearing in the episodes The Lost Commanders and Relics of the Old Republic. He is the crazy one that's uh, got a little bit of a beer gut and was shooting big shooty guns. Big so, shooty guns. Big shooty guns are the best shooty so guns. So that explains a whole lot. There, we got our there. answer. You got Yay. your information. Yay! Yes. Yay. So it's um, Gregor and Wolf. 
I believe, are the two in with Rex in Rebels. So there you go. You just got informed. There's probably people, Star Wars fans that are listening that were yelling at us for like the last ten minutes. Like, oh, just... yeah, like... like either they know the answer or they're like, get to the fucking point. Get you, on with you it. You have a computer in front of you. Use it, you fucking morons. Get on with it. Look, we did fucking, it. Look, look. Alright. It was a team effort. We got to it. So that's our Rebels review for this week. Sorry we didn't get to it for the last couple of weeks, but we had some other shit going on, a lot of other shit to talk about. But we will definitely, definitely next week be talking about it because it's the big season finale and there's a lot of questions that need to be answered and hopefully they'll give them to us. But you never know with Star Wars these days. So we'll see. So anything else you guys want to add? Adam, you got anything else? Mm, no. All right. We'll be back right after this with more Radio Free Galaxy. Stay tuned. You're listening to Radio Free Galaxy, brought to you by Faker Lager. Faker Lager is the only alcoholic beer with a non-alcoholic label. Because your husband may be a quitter, but you sure the fuck ain't. Alright, we're back on the show, and it's... (laughs) If we finally made... We made a commitment to talk about every single season of Supernatural a long, long time ago. And we followed through with it. Sometimes with Trisha, sometimes without Trisha. But we managed to get through it. Even though I was the one that was like... (laughs) Incited the the whole thing? Yeah, Yeah, I I incited it. And like, I wasn't always there for it. It's alright. It's alright. We know you want it to be... But it was like fine because like you were anti and then you all of a sudden you were in it. Hey man, you got in it. When you, I commit to something, I do it whether I'm I like I don't it even, or not. No, 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 no. You say that, but you you liked it enough. To well, we'll to see. It. That's what you know. What now? I have a conclusion. Now I have a resolution because just this evening I've watched the final episode. I was hanging on to the last couple episodes. Me and Christine were both hanging on to the last couple episodes. And um, okay. we finally watched the last one tonight. We were saving it to watch with dinner. We made a special dinner. We made mm-hmm. uh, like Look at um, you guys. we made a Indian curry uh, chicken with mushrooms, and then we made some uh, pea rice to go with it, and it was okay. delicious. So, and we had some naan on the side, you know, like we made this really good dinner. I grilled the chicken out on the grill, and then okay, anyway. We, like, made an event out of it, you know? So, like, we were, we were seeking... Because we watched episode 19, uh, the next-to-last episode of season 15, last night, and I was like, dude, that's the end of the story. How could there possibly be another episode? That was the end. You know, like, they defeated Chuck, Jack's the new god, and what else do you need? You know what I mean? All the... Jack brought all the people back. Like, how could there possibly be another fucking episode? You know? But there was. So we figured it had to be good. And mm. did we like it, Christine? I liked it. For an ending of a show that's been going on for 15 seasons, I thought that they wrapped it up really well. Especially it was actually... It was a solid, like... I felt like, okay, yeah, like, it, it went full circle. It fucking ended. Yeah. For real. It, like, straight up ended. For real. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Oh, 
liked it a lot. I liked it. I, I liked how they ended it. I, I now look. I liked how it ended at the end of nineteen, and I'm like, now you're giving me a whole nother episode. Don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. I'm I'm already having a good feeling about how this ended. Is would be very easy to fuck it up in episode right. twenty. And I'm watching episode twenty, and they begin the episode where like. Oh, it's all good times. Dean's eating pies, you know. He's like, got a dog. He's, he's got a dog. Yeah. You know, Shit. I'm like, dude, this is the best. They're gonna give him a good out. You know what I mean? They're gonna give him a good out. They're gonna have a fun episode. It's just gonna be killing some vamps, and they carry on. You know, carry on, my wayward sons. And th- th- that was the name of the episode too, wasn't it? Carry on, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Carry yeah. On. Carry on. And, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah. So that it's just gonna show them, you know, that this is what they do now. They just keep on going and killing vamps, even though like when Jack brought everybody back, couldn't he have just said like, no more vampires, <laughs> like no more, no more monsters. Like, but I guess you got to keep the world interesting and he wanted to keep everything status quo. So I guess we still have fucking vampires and everything else still in the world. So whatever. I'd like to know, like, the angel and demon situation. Is Rowena still running the joint downstairs? Like, what's going on? You know, but, like, we don't really find out about that. You just have to assume it's the same. Like, so, like, the whole whole series is obviously about um, Sam and Dean. Right. So this is, like, what happens... Right. To Sam and Dean. Like, where yeah. do they end up? I do know? like and that. I do like that. I we like that, too, because yeah. it's like it, they're the main characters. Yeah. It's like actually the whole thing is around them. And now we're yeah. just like, oh, OK, like we're going to be kind of normal for a minute. But then. Right. Well, right. I mean, honestly, like they gave them peace. Like and I think that was probably the best way they could have ended this because I have seen so many shows just like they try to go so out there the last episode and fail. This just wrapped it up simple. Everything was it's okay. It's just like, oh, it got me so choked up with some of the stuff they did in that. Well, yes. I, I was I was all on board and then fucking they killed Dean, right? And I'm like, that's just not necessary. But then the way they like did it with like the heaven and like letting Sam go like through his life and raise a family and like keep up the Winchester name and apparently his kids are still hunters or at least his one son is whatever. I I don't know. It looked like he had more than one son. Yeah, but that really wasn't important to the story. It was just like, okay, uh, Dean's just going to drive in heaven until uh, his brother (laughs) comes back. And you know what? That, I couldn't think of a better way to end the Wayward Sons. Uh, I mean, really. Like, yeah, they could have continued the story, but you know what? This just ends it. And if they decided to do anything else with Supernatural, it would be not this. So fans, I think, could be happy yeah. with us. I mean, and I, I, like, the thing that I really liked is where they, like, so Dean dies fairly soon. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, like, and then Sam, just, like, they show Sam, like, living his life. Mm-hmm. And doing like whatever, and then he joins his brother wherever the fuck they are, and it's just like, oh, but it's like for Dean, like no time has passed. Yeah. But for Sam, like his whole life has passed. Yeah, and it's just like, it was, you know, it was just like, oh, (laughs) it was like, it was actually like, like the only time I think in Supernatural where I've been like, oh, (laughs) and they saved it. They saved it for the end where it's just Mm -hmm. like. Oh, okay. I mean, granted, there's still, like, fucking murder and, like, whatever kind of mm. shit in there. But it's just, like... They can't save the, everyone, man. But yeah. the ultimate end is just, like, 
it was the only time where I was just like, oh, that was like, it was like perfect. It was like, it was so perfect. I feel like it was like, I was, I was actually really like, I normally am like, that was just very satisfactory where it's like, there was no fucking weird, like, what, what, what now? Like, is there going to yeah. be another episode? It, yeah. it ended. It was a solid. Yeah. And I, I think what I enjoyed ended. the most is Dean got to go out exactly the way Dean knew he'd go out. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, fighting Vance, sure. you know, and, like, yeah. Yeah. And Sam pretty much got, like, what he wanted out of life. Yeah. I mean, okay, sure, he didn't become a fucking lawyer, but whatever. He was never destined to be a lawyer anyway. Yeah. But he got everything out of life that he really wanted to get out of life. He yeah. had his picket fence, his kids, his fucking, you know, all of that. And he got and half then, his life with his brother, too, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. He, he got, yeah. And then at the end, like, the part that I enjoyed is, like, they earnestly thanked all the fans. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I wanted to say, I want to talk about that. Adam. that was so cool. Yeah, it was very cool. It, it was very cool. I, I liked it a lot. I, I like getting to see it. Bobby again one last time. Oh, yeah. I, Adam, um, good point. Because actually, I, I had one big complaint with season 15 because there were so many episodes where we kept going back to somebody like, oh, this is Garth's last episode, you know? So, like, yeah. let, let's have the last episode with Garth. And he gets a whole episode. And I was just like, dude, we're not getting enough resolution with Bobby. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, dude, Bobby deserves more respect. And I was like, if we don't get him somewhere in the in this, like, last episode, like, dude, I would be kind of disappointed because I know he died in the show and everything, but, like, dude... He, he was such an integral part of the beginning of this show and like the first like half of the show to like two thirds of the show like dude it was fucking Sam Dean and fucking Bobby you know like it, I, I know Castiel like took over that like third person role for like yeah. the, the majority of the show from there but dude you cannot erase the fact that Bobby was such a huge part of the beginning of the show yeah. and such yeah. a beloved part of the beginning of the show like it, it 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 did me so I, I I felt such a good feeling of seeing Bobby in heaven like that's the first person that Dean saw when he got there you know like not his mom not his dad anything like that like Bobby like the person who was his actual father for most of his life you know what I mean the the person that was there for him and Sam you know. Yeah. No, I, I totally get that. Plus, like, you know, when Dean gets there, he's like, what memory are you from? It's like, actually, no, uh, Jack, since he's God now, like, redid heaven, so that was all real. And, like, you actually get a piece of heaven, like, Bobby's real, his parents yeah. are, like, living up the hill. Get your like, eternal reward yeah. that you're supposed to get. Not this bullshit that was heaven before, you know, that I complained so much about in most of the show where it was just this bureaucratic fuckhole, you know? Yeah, that's the lockup of being in a memory, and that's it. Yeah, a bunch of fucking jackass angels running around fucking in business suits and all that. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what that was. Is that was, a dinosaur? Cool. Don't worry. Don't worry. It was nothing. It was nothing. Is there a dinosaur in your bedroom? <laughs> <laughs> My God. Nobody needs to know what goes on in my bedroom. The dinosaur knows. You're absolutely oh, right about shit. that. But other other than the end, yeah, I, I did like the end. I do feel... I, I got that sense this evening watching the last episode, like, 
dude, I am kind of sad. I didn't love this whole series, but I didn't like how long it is. But I did get that feeling of sadness where it's like, oh, th- you know, like I don't get any more time with Sam and Dean because I'm not going to rewatch it because I don't rewatch hardly any TV ever. Like but once I've seen it, I've seen it, you know. But it was such a solid conclusion where you're like, oh, I'm happy. No, no, I am happy. But you're like, they're gone. They like ended it for real. Like that's that's my whole thing was like, wow, well, I've never seen a show yeah. where it hasn't been like, yeah. We're, we're setting it up so we can come back. They're like, no, we're not coming back, dude. We're done. We're you, done. You know what I'm happy about? There wasn't a big twist. Because, like, yes. the way the way you were talking to me about it, you're like, I don't know if you'll like the end or not. And I'm like, it's going to be a fucking twist. Like, this was all just really a book or just, like, I, I'm, I'm, so, um, I'm so worried after... I'm so, like, in PTSD from Lost, from fucking, like, that ended in, what, like, 2008? And I'm still there with, like, the end of a series where, like, that show hurt me so bad at the end, you know? Like, (laughs) where I'm just like, dude, I I just expect everything to that goes on this long to have some stupid ending that I'm gonna fucking hate and it's gonna have a twist. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, oh, they've been in hell this whole time. (laughs) Waka, waka, waka. You know, I was fairly certain, Travis, you were gonna like the the last episode. All right. Well, I did. So, you know, there's a little small part of me that was like, maybe he might not. Yeah. But I was like, eh, it, it it closes everything up. So I'm like, that's kind of your like, you know, there's no it's question. a resolution. There's, it's an yeah. end. There's there's a beginning, a middle, and an end to this story. Star yep. Wars. You could learn from Supernatural. You motherfuckers, have an end. <laughs> have an end to something. Let somebody die for fucking once, even if it's a main character. It has meaning. It, it has meaning. Yeah, I know. yeah. I'm I'm really saying this to this show that really kept bringing everyone back from the dead. But w- when it mattered, they did kill the people that they needed to kill yeah. to have an yeah. effect. Um, any other episodes? Season fifteen. I the Garth episode, of course, was great. The final like Garth episode. Um, there was an episode with Charlie that was pretty good. Um, like I had two episodes. Uh, basically they were back to back. Uh, one was a uh, Golden Time and Last Call when they lose their luck. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, that's a good one. Uh, like yeah. where uh, Dean's like he ate like seven grilled cheese sandwiches and like because <laughs> yes. all their all their luck is gone. Like all like God or Chuck took all their luck away. So uh, Dean becomes lactose intolerant. They don't know how to pick locks anymore. The car is dying all the time. <laughs> like there's all these like. Uh, all of a sudden, Dean wakes up with 19 cavities, which I think is actually with the Garth episode because of... Yes, Garth is an amateur dentist? <laughs> like, my yeah. friendly... No, he, no, he's a for real dentist. Yeah. Because he talked about it in early episodes before he, before he became that, a Because hunter. all the werewolves have no, to become... No, 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 before he became a hunter, before yeah. he was even a werewolf, he yeah. talked about in, like, season five or six, mm-hmm. where the reason that he became a hunter was because he had to kill the tooth fairy. Right. And because he was a dentist, he was a practicing dentist. Right. And oh, they're, like, yeah, don't, yeah. Don't, they're yeah. like, don't tell me you had it. So it, it yeah. came like full circle. So he was like <laughs> yeah. Be, yeah. being a werewolf and a dentist and trying to live a normal life, I guess, as much as you can as a werewolf. But yeah. I mean, he yeah, has a really living, but with his Mr. Rogers sweater. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, <laughs> my God. I like took, want that uh, fucking car. I love the name so of his bad. kids. Yeah. Yes. Like I'm Dean expected is like, is the one with the kid to be named after him? Like, nope. Sam Castiel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
That is hilarious. I, I, I love Garth. He's very funny. DJ Qualls is the best. Yeah. Um, any other episodes? Uh, you to? Yeah, I have uh, the one, the Destiny's Child, where the other Sam and Dean are trying to oh come into their God. world, like yes! the super douchey oh fucking God. Sam and oh Dean, where they Man make bun. rich bitches. <laughs> yeah, where they like make a bunch of money. Like, like, wait, you make money from catching, mo- killing monsters? Mm, yeah, like yeah. that. Oh. And then where he doesn't want to take his uh his little man, like. Is man it a bun down? Is it a man bun or is it a ponytail? Like whatever. Where it's like they stupid. need them to just like yeah, he's just like, I will drink this swill. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. they're super yeah. elitist yeah. and like yeah. whatever. But it's funny though. The what's funny about that is how the other dean kind of comes around where he's like, I don't know, it's not so bad. And like yeah, he's, he's like, kinda I, like, I kind of like this like, flannel. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I'm not so. He's like, not so far, so far. Other reality, Dean is still basic. Yeah. Yeah, he's like that. That Dean is still like deep down, like still the same fucking Dean. That's yeah. fucking great, dude. It was, it was, yeah, yeah, I love that one. Um, what was the episode with Miss Butters? That was the <gasps> oh my god, great one too with the fucking um, uh, shoot, shoot. Uh, what was yeah, that? hold on. Um, it was. Uh, I don't know what it's. Oh, called, no, no, it's but... called uh, Last Holiday. It's episode fourteen, dude. I yeah. love Mrs. Is that the Butters. Christmas special? <laughs> oh, Mrs. She... Butters is great. Oh, she's a ni- she's a wood nymph, and which is she... yeah, which is super interesting though. Is that they decided to introduce like a totally random new character? Yeah. yeah. In yeah. season fifteen, where it's like, yeah. who's Mrs. Butters and why is yeah. she here? And then it turns out like she's been with the Men of Letters for however long. And they like brainwash her and torture her to like think that anybody that was a demon and like so essentially she's like she's like trying to take care of them but she's trying to also kill Jack simultaneously like with oh milkshakes, my God. Oh. dude. Like yeah, I was so the, mad. Yeah, I was so mad when she like broke bad. I was like, dude, because like I was so in love with her up to that point, I could envision. The rest, I mean, I know there was yeah, only the five, six episodes. Series with her, yeah. Yeah, I wanted her in every episode going yes, forward. instead of and just then the I was one like, and done. Nope, you get this one. You get this one. We were just throwing a random <sighs> new character in here. It was like, what? I was mad. Dude, yeah, like, and the bunker yeah, being like, like it's upgraded. A mind fu- it's, yeah, mind fuck, dude. Mind fuck. Absolutely, man. But that was, you know, and actually, I think season 15, we're like, it did a really good job because it was still like they still held true to like where they like did all the episodes and they're fighting all the stuff yep. and they're doing all the things yep. and they're building up to a mm-hmm. thing and but like I mean she's like episode twenty was just total curveball where it was like yeah everything was said and done you're right everything was said and done on mm-hmm. episode nineteen, 19. Right. but it was just like well like what? one more for the fans you know what I yeah. mean one more for the fans. And they did it, and it was fan service in the best way possible. And it was also a filmed during, like, COVID time. So it was, like, my understanding is that it wasn't 100% the way that they envisioned it right. but it turned i think it turned out yeah i i feel like i, I feel think like it turned the, out with the lack of people right it turned out really well right i feel like the last three episodes were probably the ones that were filmed during covid times because that's the one where um the rapture happened and everybody oh. was getting taken and i'm like oh okay this was yeah, probably covid sense. because they couldn't film around anyone else so they had to alter their plans a little bit but even if they did that on the fly and they altered it, they fucking did a great job of writing it. I have to give credit to the writers of the show that wrote the last season or 
and how they probably had to alter it for COVID. And they right. really fucking nailed it. I mean, it's, it's a great resolution. Whether I, I liked how long the series was or I hated how many bottle episodes and how much bullshit there was during it. Dude, they ended great. I have to give them credit for it. I loved it. I'm going to miss Sam and Dean now. Fucking sucks. Oh, I love how that... More so Dean. More so that's Dean. The sound, wait, but. that's the sound clip. Oh, <laughs> said, you said, I'm going to miss Sam and Dean, and us awing is the sound clip. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Because, dude, like, man, you were so, like, not about it, and then you became all about it. Oh, and Luna's all about it, too. Yes. Luna, what did you think? Of? She didn't watch any of it, and she was watching her cookie jar, so... Anyway, yeah. Sin's so pretty. So season fifteen, Luna! man. I don't know. It 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 was a good one. I don't know. There there, there there was a lot of bullshit actually leading up to it, other than the good episodes. There was a lot of like getting the band back together, like episodes, and then nothing coming from it because they all got raptured. But like, I'm gonna forgive it all because it ended well. So. All that ends well is well, I guess. And that's so. it for Supernatural. And that's it for Supernatural. We did it. We fucking did it. We High did five. It. We did it! Yay! We did it! Woo! <laughs> Never again. Actually, you know what? I'll say that 15 seasons with 20 episodes per season is quite cumbersome. Yes. yes. It, of yes, course. Of course it is. You know, and I'm glad I didn't watch it while it was going on. Because oh, I, I would yeah. probably and feel we, a lot differently about the ending. I don't know. Maybe, maybe uh, I would. Just like that in Game yeah. of Thrones. We all kind of watched yeah. those all at once instead of having years and years dedicated to it. But yeah. overall, I'm I'm happy how it ended. Dude, thank God we don't have to. Dude, I'm glad we didn't have a podcast while Game of Thrones was going on. Oh. And we felt like we had to review that. Because that would have been a oh, shit show I talking would've... about that. So whose dick Fuck. do you want to talk about this week oh, on yeah. Game of Thrones? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so yeah, that's it. That's a wrap that's a wrap on Supernatural. We'll get to some other content that we're going to talk about every week. We'll talk about it. And uh that's the end of episode 61 of Radio Free Galaxy. Thank you to Scotty Damned from Creepy Little Things. Check out his music every pretty much everywhere music can be found. He's on Spotify. He's got a YouTube channel. Um, Reverb Nation. And also, uh, check out the new Lockjaw <coughs> stuff that yep. he is a part of as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Um, and yep. look for yeah. him with Atrocity Addiction, hopefully That's very, it. very soon. Got a lot going on, that dude. And he's uh, watching Billy Idol tonight. So, <laughs> yeah. Right on. I'm jealous. Yeah. So. Nice. All right. So, uh, yeah, that's episode 61 of Radio Free Galaxy. Thank you for listening. Check out the YouTube channel. Check us out on Anchor, Spotify. But if you're listening, you probably already know how to do that. So stay tuned for next week. Thanks a lot. Bye.